You're listening to the Palmetto Report. I'm Audrey Burris, and we're joined by former United States codebreaker Jewel S. Smocker to hear more about her participation as a codebreaker during World War II. Ms. S. Mocker, thank you for joining us. You're very welcome. What led you to your recruitment as a codebreaker? I think because while I was at Winthrop, I took every course they offered on cryptology, and I became very interested in that, although my major was music. When I was a band director, I got information that I could be used in Washington. So I went to Washington to work with all the cryptographers. How did they train you for this position? The training, I thought, was almost nothing, but we had to learn how to print a certain way. We had to, of course, sign papers that we would not speak about any of this, but they gave us short messages, you know, like maybe two lines, and we would try to learn from that. It wasn't intense. How long did you stay in your position? From 1950. What does it feel like for this information to finally be declassified? You know, it's a relief because I didn't know this had been declassified until the book came out, Code Girls. The author of that book, Liza Mundy, came to my home and interviewed me, but I didn't know when this was going to be printed. Those of us who worked were not told that it was going to be released to the public. How does it feel now to be able to tell your story? I'm proud that I was able to serve in that capacity because during the war, everybody was so patriotic. You wanted to do anything that you could to help out our services. So I'm happy about it. (laughs) What was one moment you never forgot from your time serving? Probably the time when I was working on a message and I got enough of it to know that it was very important because it gave a ship that was leaving a certain point. Uh, going to a certain destination, and it had all these different things in it, service people, guns, food, and I knew that this was something important. So I sent it up to the big boys who were up in the second floor, generals and all that sort of thing, and they finished it out, and that was true. And in a couple of weeks, I heard that that ship had been sunk. How do you think your time at Winthrop influenced your path towards cryptology? Completely. As soon as the service people came in on our campus and took over Bancroft for the invested men, they put courses in that we could take for credit. And one of them was cryptology and it's, that caught my attention and I took every course it was offered while I was there. So you went from high school band director to United States cryptologist. That is quite a story. Well, it was certainly different, but I wondered why I was chosen. But they said that they liked to get musicians, and I never knew why until I really did a lot of questioning. And it was because musicians have to look in so many places and so many parts of your body work at once in order to make music. Your feet, your hands, your eyes, your head... And he said they looked for those type of person. How were you able to decode these messages? Well, the messages came in on ticker tape and had to be printed out. And printed out, they were just all American letters. And put the message that we had received and slide it along like an ABC almost until we would find a hit with a letter or two letters or three letters. And we knew that that was going to be a word. It's involved. It's hard to... (laughs) 
hard to describe in a few words. <laughs> it was very intense. You sat and did this for an hour or two, and you just had to get up and go walk around in the fresh air because clear your mind and start over. I enjoyed it, though. Do you think that sharing these stories from the past is important for young people today? I certainly do. I have strong feelings about that. There's just so much now that people are fussing about, whether you're Republican or you're Democrat. Or you're, and I would like them to do like we got to be at the end of that war, where it didn't matter what you were. You were just patriotic. You were American citizen. And you did the best you could. So I wish we could get to that point now. Ms. Esmacher, thank you for joining us. That was Jewel Esmacher, a former United States codebreaker, talking about her experience as a codebreaker during World War II. You're listening to The Palmetto Report.